Good evening, while it still is evening, morning in just a few minutes, welcome to my view from the room. Tonight, um, I'm mourning the loss of a friend. I'm not going to name him. Um, he, uh, for whatever reason, took his life last week. Once again, reminded me of how important it is to be aware of those around us, to not judge those around us. This is something, again, I work very hard to try to not judge. Realizing that there is only one who can judge us, who knows our heart, and that's Jesus Christ. So here's the phone number for the AFS, AFSP.org is the website for this Association for um, Prevention of, for Suicide, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, I'm sorry, AFSP.org. Phone number is 800-273-8255, or you can text TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741-741. I want to begin, um, I'll get to my friend in a moment, but I wanted to begin by telling you a story about a man, Charles Jennings. Now, if you're familiar, meaning you've studied it, Handel's Messiah, then you know that Charles Jennings was the one who essentially wrote all of the various lyrics, if you will. Well, he didn't write them. He just organized them. Because nearly everything that is in Handel's Messiah is straight out of the Bible, either the Old Testament or the New Testament. I believe it's about a 60-40 Old Testament to New Testament. Charles Jennings um was a tremendous uh, writer and uh, copier in his own in his own right, and he and Handel were great friends. Um, he had given this uh, um, uh, this uh, libretto, libretto. I'm sorry, uh, the compilation to Handel, and for Handel for a while did nothing with it. Uh, but then he had a spark, and in 21 days, Handel converted uh, Jennings' uh, writings into what is now known as Messiah. The reason I mentioned Charles Jennings, I know he did not kill himself. However, his younger brother, Robert, did. Uh, I believe that was the name. Let me go back and double check. Yes, Robert Jennings uh, did kill himself while he was in college. He uh, was very devout, and he could not deal with the people in college um, making fun of or questioning his faith, 
and so he killed himself. And of course then, uh, as now in many uh, denominations or, or sects of uh, Christianity, you kill yourself, I mean, that's pretty much it. There's no forgiveness for that. And many people believe that. You know, they, you know, they kind of shake their head, and, and and you know, those who believe, and and they they go, that's too bad. And they hope for the best, of course. But many of them have been taught, and it's doctrine that that there's a place for people that kill themselves, and that place is not heaven. And many think that Messiah came as a result of Charles Jennings' grief over that understanding. And so he was seeking out prophecy, fulfillment of prophecy, when he wrote the lyrics for Messiah. And the reason I mention that is I want to contrast not to say it's better or not than another, but I find comfort, and I had given a friend comfort several years ago uh, looking into the handbook for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Handbook of Instructions, I believe it's what it's called. Um and it talks, when it goes into dealing with suicide, this is not out of the actual handbook, but I can go probably get that, and maybe I will some other time and provide the link at least, because it is available online. But uh, the, the write-up for the change, and this was essentially actually in the old... Uh, Handbook of Instruction Number One, which was for church leaders, is that the, the text notes that while it is not right for a person to take his or her own life, quote, only God is able to judge the person's thoughts, actions, and level of accountability. With 20, in 2019, according to the AFSP, um, suicide was the number 10 on the number of deaths in the United States. I suspect it's going to move up a little bit for 2020 when they publish those statistics because of uh, the pandemic, because of lockdowns, because of of not being able to interact with others. Now, they may not be called suicides. They may be called drug overdoses or or what have you, and they may not be able to say, well, he intentionally did that. But suicide is a problem. It's a big problem. 
and it's something that we need to approach with sensitivity. I try very hard to do that. And with love, love towards the families. Can you imagine how Charles Jennings must have felt to be denied a Christian funeral for his brother? And how Charles Jennings' father must have felt. How they were essentially have to turn away from him. Suicide comes for many reasons and in many forms. Um, people who suffer from depression. One of the things that I found, if you watch commercials and you hear all these uh, medications that are being marketed for depression, what is always one of the potential side effects, not for everybody, but for some, is that the drug may increase thoughts of suicide. So you, hear, you may have somebody that's depressed. And so one of the worst things you can say to them, of course, is cheer up. If they're clinically depressed, you're dismissing their illness, for that is truly what it is, by telling them to cheer up. Not good. We cannot understand what's in the mind of somebody who is contemplating suicide. They're looking for some sort of relief, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. The pain they feel that drives them to that undoubtedly is very real. I had mentioned my friend at the beginning. Um, he lived, left behind a wife and two daughters. Um, he seemed so full of life when I worked with him, and yet I knew he had struggles. When I first met him, it was funny, when I first met him, it was one of my very first day at Twin Falls at the Tower. And I walked into the Tower, or not to the Tower, but to the base building, the trailer. And there was Brian and Rick. And Rick had just spilled his coffee on the counter as he occasionally did. <laughs> and so they were trying to clean it up when I met them. When somebody's used to doing something and they take a lot of pride in doing that, when they can't do it anymore, for whatever reason, it can be devastating.
We cannot, under any circumstances, be judgmental towards a person that's taken their life or attempted to take their life. Christ never spoke to a sinner in a way to demean them. He did not discount the sin. But if you remember the woman that was taken in adultery, you know, and they were they had brought her to they meaning the authorities brought her to Christ to try to trap him as they always did and said, Moses said she should die. But what say you? And of course, the trap was, in the case of the woman, is that the Jews had no authority to do capital punishment, to kill somebody for a crime. And so if Christ said, well, Moses was right, then they could say that he was trying to um, rebel against Roman authority. If he acknowledged that, uh, that they had no right to kill her, which, which they claimed to want to do, then they could they could denounce him for not following Moses. And so he said simply, He who hath no sin, let him cast the first stone. And they all dropped their rocks and walked away leaving her alone with Christ. And he said, where are those that accuse you? And she said, there were none. And he said, neither do I go and sin no more. What compassion, a lesson that we should learn in all of our de dealings with our brothers and sisters of the human family. Yes, I know it's hard. Believe me, it is hard for me to not judge somebody. But I'm getting better at it. I am trying. I have a long way to go. But the families of those who try to kill themselves or who succeed in killing themselves. No doubt they are full of, not only full of grief, but perhaps some family member is saying, did I do something that caused that to happen? And so just as we reach out, just as we react with love to those 
who attempt to kill themselves or kill themselves, and that we do not judge them in our minds or in our hearts, so too do we reach out with even more love to those that are left behind. It would be so nice if we could figure out a way to treat people that may have those thoughts and deeds. So for the record, you can always send me a message, and I'll be glad to talk to you. And I will do my best to not be judgmental. But I will share my love that I have for you. Even if I don't know you yet. I will share that. Seek help wherever you can find it. If you are a believer... Seek it with those in your faith tradition, whatever it may be. Try to find the help that you need. Seek out professional help, psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists. You know, many of these things are available online for minimal cost. I think there's a there's also a website. I know Michael Phelps, the uh, Olympic medal gold medalist in swimming. I know that he does commercials for that. Talk space, I think, maybe. Don't quote me on that. Talk to somebody. Don't bottle it in. Please don't. I testify to you that there can be better days ahead. Again, American Foundation for uh, Suicide Prevention. Did I get that right? I did. The phone number, which will also be included in the description. 800-273-8255. Or you can text TALK to 741-741. I found out about my friend from uh, another friend of mine who lives out there. He called me at 1040 my time, which is 940 out there. Um, And, of course, you know that when, you know, for me, if I get a phone call after 10 o'clock, chances are it's not going to be, congratulations, you've won Publishers Clearinghouse. Chances are it's unlikely to be good news. And I was just devastated. I mean, I'm now four years. This will be my fifth year since retiring in December. And those guys that I work with, I still love them. They were my people. And when they're hurting, I'm hurting.
it's my view from the rim that we reach out in love and compassion to those who are seeking help, even if they're not actively seeking, be watchful, be aware of changes in people's lives. These things don't just happen in a vacuum. The signs are usually there long before. Have a good night, or as is the case now, a good morning. Happy Sabbath. <laughs>